Welcome back to We Are Live. It's Chris Denman, Travis Farrell, the great Chris Gardner on the video machine. He's an expert. I can tell if he pops up his uh You're going to pop up on me, Gardner? Yeah, how's that going to yeah, work Yeah, that's now? why I'm not going to yeah, go. Yeah, you're not going there. It's another thing. I will let it go. We have a professional in studio, a real professional, Alexis Otis. You know from Camo V and the Meet St. Louis podcast. What's up, Alexis? Not much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you were just uh, checking out the half-finished offices, and yeah. we've got our to-do wall. What's the most impressive thing you saw in there? So he, I actually didn't read. Well, I did see buy business cards. So <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, sure. As you can see, it's still on the uh, not was, done yeah, not side. Done, not yeah. Done. Yeah. Welcome like to Mid Coast idea. Media. Yeah. <laughs> I like the post-it wall. It sure looks good, yeah. right? <laughs> Just to see how many actually get done. Uh, Alexis, uh, you've got the podcast. Congratulations on 100,000 uh, downloads. Yeah, it, looks it was like. exciting to wake up to yesterday. Our producer, JJ, texted me like uh, the champagne glass emoji and like the screen grab of 100,000 listens, which Very nice. is just really an exciting thing. Yeah, and, and it has to be nice too because we see you reporting, running all over town. I've actually, I was laughing one time. I thought it would be weird if I texted you or tweeted you. <laughs> I remember I was like stuck going to the airport and it was terrible weather and obviously you were in the van like getting ready to go oh, to some no. horrific something right. and I was like, I'm right next to you all in traffic right now and I bet our lives are going to be so much different in five so minutes. Different. You're out so covering crazy things. And always. Like, There's just never a dull day in this business. You did, never know what it's going to bring. Did they send you out in the weather truck? Did they like oh, tell you to yeah. go cover the traffic? St. Louis is number one storm reporter. So I actually love being in the storm mode Silverado. It's okay. the best assignment when it comes to what weather. What is it called again? I'm it's, sorry. Check that again. It's the storm mode Silverado. Storm mode. Invoice, yeah. invoice Chevrolet, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. So... <laughs> No, it's the best assignment because you are inside the truck. Right. So like you're you're sitting in the seat, you're warm, like you're listening to your music in between your live shots. Whereas then the rest of the crews are standing on an overpass. I hey, listen, loser! Yeah, like I get to not be pelted with ice inside of the truck. So well, that's the best weather assignment. But I don't want to do it anymore this season. I'm, okay, I'm yeah, about to say. I am too, Travis. I like I, I can't do it anymore. We have the you just took a picture in there, and the mm -hmm. lighting's amazing, right? Yeah, in, in it's our, a this in our office, so gorgeous. It is too, and uh, you all can check out. Do, can you say who your guest is for the podcast? Yeah, we're we're talking to Chris over with the Cranesburg Arts Foundation. Fourth floor. Yeah, it makes my day really easy to go <laughs> right. here, yeah, just up to an go elevator. to there. It's nice. Knock it out. No, we've got the great lighting in there, but I can't deal with this gray sky stuff I anymore. That sunshine yesterday was just like, just like gives you life. It again. does. It really does. So, okay. So you're here and we're talking about uh, getting ran all over town reporting, right? Yeah. You went to college in mm -hmm. Southern California. I did. I was recently out there. I stayed in a hotel across from the campus where you oh, went. Nice. So I can't the imagine. Radisson? just <laughs> Probably. Yeah, Well, I it's think funny so. because the Radisson, which was like across the street from the University of Southern California, mm -hmm. my freshman year, they didn't have enough dorms and people stayed in the Radisson. Uh, like that was freshman housing. And I had a friend, Tori, that poor who Radisson. lived there. And I'm like, that's so random. You're living in the Radisson for a year. <laughs> That happened in at Mizzou a little bit, I think, but they would just push them over to uh, the smaller colleges' dorms that were unoccupied. Now it's yeah. like it's transformed. It, it this, the campus looks nothing like it did when I went there. It is just, I mean, it was gorgeous when I went, but it is even more gorgeous, and they've expanded for blocks and blocks. And right, describe the atmosphere a little bit at USC because a, you a Best lot of great. Ever. I'm going to say amazing <laughs> alums have, of course, come out Absolutely. of USC. OJ Simpson, but specifically, <laughs> uh, but no, tell me about your time at USC. What what, every, what was your Every mindset. time we go to LA for whatever it is, or even Southern California, mm -hmm. it just it ends up being one of these things where like, so why don't we live here? Like, yeah. what is it? it man, yeah. four years of college there. It was so fun. I only wanted to go to school in California. Everyone asked me, you know, as nice. a journalist here in St. Louis, like, why didn't you go to Mizzou? And I actually didn't go into college doing journalism. Mm -hmm. So A, that was why I didn't go to Mizzou. But also, I just wanted to go to California. It was my dream. I only applied to schools in California. <laughs> nice. I didn't like want to abandon my family, but I like kind of just needed to get out <laughs> of, of course. St. Louis. <laughs> and by the way, folks at St. Louis, it's okay to go other places. Absolutely. I actually highly recommend it because it yeah. has really made me appreciate my time back in St. Louis. Right. right. Um, so yeah, went out to California, went to USC. It was amazing. I mean, really, the ability to call your dad in January, he's dealing with the snow, and I'm like, I'm laying on the beach in Santa Monica. <laughs> like, what's up, dad? <laughs> What, um, is, 
what do your parents do here in St. Louis? My dad is a lawyer and my mom is a real estate agent. Very nice. Yeah. So they were they were probably they, they were confident and you finished school, so that I that's did. even better. Look that at that. Great. Look at that's yeah. a big move. <laughs> yeah. So they're so they're probably excited their daughter's going on this endeavor at a very at a famous school Absolutely. with unique. I think my dad was very concerned when I said I wanted to go to USC. Like, how the heck am I gonna pay for that? Right. He actually tells this story when I was in high school. Went to Ladue High School. Um, nice. And you know, got to a shout out. Yeah, hang on. Go Rams. Yeah. Second question I don't have to ask. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um, and I was on the homecoming court. And at our school, like, you have, like, a little parade where you, like, go around in a convertible around the track. And they announce, like, oh, Alexis would like to go to USC and study communications. And, and my dad always tells the story that he was sitting in the stands being like, oh, God, I wish he hadn't told everybody that. <laughs> I don't know if I can pay for like, that. I'm on the hook for that bill now. Yeah. Good He's God. Like, your dad's so, yeah. like, how do you feel about Cape Girardeau next year? Yeah, <laughs> so went there. It was great. I actually really, I mean, it's silly, but in some ways things so work out for a reason. Right. I was admitted as a spring admit, so I didn't start until January. Okay. Um, which the time when I got that letter, I was devastated. I'm like, what? All my friends are starting college in September. Like, what do you mean? I can't start until January. But it was the best thing that ever happened because, because I started in January, you know, I didn't rush a sorority at first. And so I needed things to do to meet friends. And the TV station on campus was looking for volunteers. And I was like, it's kind of interesting. Cause originally I went out there thinking I'm going to be an actress. That's my jam. Right. I'm going to go on to win an Oscar one day and still could, um, could, yeah, could. Uh, I like that. I won an Emmy though for journalism. There you so go. Shout out myself. We don't, we don't have any Emmys. <laughs> we'll, one day. We'll steal one, one Chris. Day. We okay. will just steal All right. one. We'll look into that. But yeah, so I volunteered at the TV station and just, I really fell in love with it. Um, right. And I switched majors and never looked back. If you could do it over again, and obviously you've had great success mm-hmm. in it, knowing where media is now. Yeah. Do you think that's a more difficult decision to make if you're going into college thinking about maybe getting involved with the media? I think it's the best time ever because Mm. there's so much that we can do with media. I mean, even four years, well, I don't remember, eight years ago when I was in college, I mean, this wouldn't have been something I would have thought about. I mean, the podcast, I mean, that's that would have been like, what? Right. Um, So I just think there's so many different avenues. It's you're not going to necessarily have an easy time going the very traditional route because that traditional route is changing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, TV stations aren't going anywhere, but they are adapting and they are changing. And I think it's kind of an exciting time to be a part of that, to kind of help shape the future of television news and news news in general. How has the old guard, if you will, you kind of sort of mentioned that, how have they adjusted since your time, of course, being in St. Louis, being a part of KMOV, how have they adjusted to this new media and how difficult has it been for the folks who have been around sure. for a long time who are now seeing this sudden shift in, in the way we get our news? I've seen it too. Like I personally, like you see it and it's like, how tough would them? I mean, we laugh about, Oh, how adapt or whatever. It's like, imagine if you had this job that now that you thought was, you were busting your tail at working at for 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden people come in, pull the rug out and be like, you've been skating by with some kind of a, it's just not logical job anymore. Well, That's it's it gonna be devastating. Challenging because yeah. you know our day is not just turn a story for the five and six o'clock right, newscast anymore. Right. It is tweet, Facebook Live, Instagram Live all day long throughout your story. And I think one of the biggest challenges of the news business. I was telling this to a career fair I did a couple weeks ago. You know, sports I think is a good example. You are not going to wait until the ten o'clock news tonight to find out what the score of the Blues game. You're right. You're not. Like, you've already gotten an app push or an right. alert from ESPN being like, yo, the Blues hopefully won. I don't right. know if they're playing today. <laughs> right. But, you know, whenever they play a game. Right. Um, so how do we make, then, our news still relevant, which is why we've got great sports reporters who are getting those interviews, mm-hmm. that they're providing you content that you're not necessarily going to get from a push alert from ESPN or, you know, on Twitter, a right. score update. So it's the same way with news. You know, if there's breaking news... We want to get that information to you as fast as possible. Right. If there's a, you know, a giant fire like that warehouse fire a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. you're not going to. Which be... one? I feel like <laughs> I feel like, like there's like one every six months. One. Right. And, yeah. you know, you're not going to all day look at that smoke and be like, oh, I gotta turn on the news at ten o'clock tonight to, to find, find out, out what, what that's about. No, right. You're gonna like we're gonna be Facebook living, we're gonna be tweeting, um, but at ten we are gonna provide you more information and more context, and that's why it's still vital for people. 
to watch the news. How do, how do you feel personally about the breaking as aspect of things? Believe it or not, we will get hit up, uh, us, little old us, will get hit up and be like, do you want to do you want to break this? This would be good for you guys or whatever. And it's one of those things where it's like, uh, not really our, our lane. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I don't know, we kind of have fun with people and don't really you know pin people up against a wall sure. per se. What do you think about the race to be first and then misinformation with that? And because there has to be two colossal forces coming Absolutely. at you, right? Because it's like, because that could, I don't know, net you a ton of followers, right. net you a bunch of credit nationally. What, what are your thoughts on, we I guess, the whole process? We would rather be last and be right. Yeah. I mean, we really would. It is a motto that we have in our newsroom. And, and I think in most good newsrooms, you really, obviously everyone wants to be first. Sure. You want to get that information out to the public as quickly as possible. But it is absolutely our responsibility to ensure that we have the most facts that we can. Right. I mean, sometimes those are still going to change. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you get to a breaking news scene, sometimes we might not know you know, what the heck this warehouse fire is. But right. I can tell you, like, hey, I can see with my eyes there is a giant fire. You're probably seeing the smoke all the way out in Chesterfield or right. St. Charles. But we're still working to get details on, on what's inside, if anyone's hurt, you know, what the situation is. Right. So there's this, like, constant battle of, of getting information out to the public but also making sure that we get it right. right. And attributing is one of the biggest things. So information changes from from law enforcement, from the fire department. So it's important for us to always say, this is what police are saying now. Um, and you know, we can always preface that like, this is still a breaking and fluid right. situation. Things might change, but we're giving you guys the most up-to-date, accurate information as we know it. That's How so important too, because you think about, you say you are dealing with a, a disaster, even like, oh, hey, yeah, she's out uh, talking in front of a burning building. Somebody's uncle might have just passed away. Totally. And you don't want to be, you have to handle that information very mm -hmm. carefully. Right. And that we joke about like, hey, you're a real reporter. You have consequences. <laughs> you, Absolutely. You, you do. And you're, and you particularly, you're in your hometown mm -hmm. for a big time TV station. And those jobs are few and far between. Like Absolutely. you don't want to lose that opportunity. And you know, and that's the other thing. I think that is why it is still incredibly valuable to have reputable TV stations or newspapers in our town that you follow on social media, that you read and that you watch. Because really anybody with a phone can go up to a fire and yeah. turn on their Facebook yeah. Live and start reporting. And there are consequences because they don't necessarily have the ethical training that right. we do. I mean, we're really careful of trying not to show a license plate on a right. deadly car scene because, right. or even of something that's really identifiable that's about a good the point. car because, yeah. yeah, I mean, their mom or their wife or their like dad. I recognize be, that plate. Yeah, yeah so that's a we, good point. we try to be really careful with that. We don't identify people that have died until it's been released either by the family, by the family saying like, yeah, my brother died okay. or the police tell us this person has been identified because we don't want someone to find out the worst piece of news on the news. Of course. You know, that's, that's a responsibility that we have. There's also this balance of access. Mm -hmm. And I know we talked about this with Chris Davis or KSDK mm -hmm. a, a couple of weeks ago, but there's a fine line of, uh, of, I guess when you have to cover uh, political officials or you have to cover someone with inside the police department, I would imagine you're going to obviously need those folks at maybe some point along the way Oof. for a future story. At the same time, you don't want to tip your hand and you still want to be as objective as possible. How difficult is that to sure. balance? Because I would imagine if you cover too many negative stories about there's an vers official there's or a version a department. Of that with us. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> we do events and things like that. And it's like, boy, would I love to roast somebody <laughs> for doing something really stupid, but I, and it's it's self-preservation to a Absolutely. point, too. Absolutely, and I, I was actually just listening to your guys' um, episode with Chris, and Chris is such a, a good guy, and we see each other out on I heard you guys were rivals. You know, we uh, if I got a dollar for you... every time I hear the Anchorman joke of like, oh, do you guys like you know fight in the back alley? I swear <laughs> I'd be like the richest human. As we look on at champ kind on there our wall. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sure. Yes, no, we're all like. I a... think you'd take Chris. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, probably I could. I am the original ginger. That is so, very like, true. You know. And you're you're from the mean streets of Ladue. Absolutely. He, he grew up soft and marmalade <laughs> down the south. <laughs> He'd be like, what? Did you just hit me with a jab? <laughs> That's the Ledoux cross. <laughs> How many fights do you think have happened in Ledoux in the last 20 years? Seven? I don't know. Total? Maybe more. 
I mean, I do think half of those at the middle school. Maybe? Absolutely. Okay. Let like, us play through. Sorry. That's probably the only closer we had to conflict. <laughs> We're trying to get to the ninth green. You know, I don't care for that attitude, Mister. Well, I was I was at the police department recently for a, well, they actually had a robbery in Ladue, which is pretty rare. And, Jewel thief. Um, no, it was a gas station um, armed robbery. <laughs> it's so not funny at it's all. It's not, but it, everyone yeah. was okay. But I was talking to one of the sergeants at the police department he's like oh yeah i remember you You used to live over on this street and i remember breaking up a party at your house i'm like oh what? god if that's, if that's what you remember in yeah. like a 10 11 year span is like the party you broke up at my house sorry dad yeah. um awesome your dad's a regular listener yeah. absolutely he wouldn't have a single clue how to listen to this um but yeah, I just thought that was really funny of like, okay, that's that you remembered a party that's 10 hilarious. years ago. But getting back to your point of access mm-hmm. and that um, relationship we have with these people is, it is important. But at the end of the day, you know, we have a job to do and our job is to cover the story. And if it means that we might be blackballed for a little bit, I mean, there have been people who are like, I'm not going to do a, an interview with Alexis anymore because she asked me too many tough questions. Oh, but wow. you know what? That's my job, and um, we're going to keep doing that. I mean, that is very much important at our station, that idea of watching out for you. You know, most people don't get a chance to question their elected officials. Yeah. They don't get to very question true. the governor or the police chief. And so we former are... Former governors. Former governors or current governors. Right. They don't really get to ask them questions. <laughs> and, I mean, the governor's story, I mean, that was an excellent example. I mean, Lauren Traeger took so much heat on yeah. that story for breaking that story oh, wow, but yes. she is an incredible journalist right. and she knew that it was going to cause i mean a major i don't think she under, i don't think we knew that how big it how was going to yeah, go but we knew it was going to be big and she pushed through and she did that story and um you know i think obviously as a state you know, we've seen how a piece of journalism can really impact the future of your entire state. I find it funny, like they'll make fun of me here at the office, like there will be breaking news on Twitter, it feels like every half hour. Sure. So I, for me, it's like, breaking yeah, everything's time. breaking. And I'm like, I'm overwhelmed at times. I'm like, this is too much breaking news. Breaking news and announcements online are my favorite things. Like I have an announcement, I've decided we're gonna move 10 minutes away. I just want everybody to know we're what? inundated with so much information all the time, and sure. I've always wondered, the folks on the end trying to get the story, how much stress does that take on you personally as far as, especially here in St. Louis, you have to cover some very tough it's stories. a small, big city. Yes, and so how do you handle having to try to obtain all that information, and then when it's time to clock out, to just completely mm. separate yourself from what you just cover because there are some serious stories that take place almost every night here in St. Louis, heartbreaking stories. Absolutely. And I've always wondered for me as the audience member, I'm like, this is heartbreaking. I can't imagine the people having to cover and put a microphone in this mother's face or this right. father's face, how difficult it is for them, especially when the lights are off and everyone's back in their van and every going back to your own life. Absolutely. I mean, it's an emotional job and I mean, they're, are times where I will go home and cry mm. or things like, I mean, because I'm a human and of I'm course. impacted by the sadness and even more so when you're talking to these mothers, um, you know, it's just, it's heartbreaking. And, you know, in some ways it's my dad and my job and I, you know, I'll do this one day and then the next day I'm onto something else. Mm-hmm. But there are certain stories that always stay with you and there are interviews that stay with you. Um, and sometimes it is hard to turn it off. I think part of that comes with the job and with experience right. and, and like almost self-preservation. Yep. Um, you know, every night when I get off the news, I almost always call my mom and my mom is like my number one fan. She watches right. me every night. And, <laughs> Isn't that great? Um, That's awesome. Honestly, she's probably going to be upset that I didn't tell her about this and she's going to be watching. <laughs> Sorry, mom. She can not real TV. Yeah. Yeah. She does it. She, I'll share it with her later. <laughs> right. And, um, so she'll all, the number one thing she always says is like, Oh my God, that's the saddest story ever. How did you cover it? How did you do it? And sometimes I do feel like I'm a little nonchalant about right. it. I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, it was my job. Like I did it. Right. Um, but I almost feel like you have to do that a little bit. And then I go home. My fiance doesn't watch the news at all. Doesn't know like probably what smart, the heck probably, is going on. Probably a good thing for your relationship. It probably yeah. is. But sometimes I'm like, what? You need to like be a little <laughs> bit like, don't you want to know something? Um, Would it be funny if he critiqued you every time you went home? You're like, ooh, you were a little, you looked yeah. a little off on that one angle. Oh, my mom does sometimes. Does she? Nice. She'll tell me like, oh, you 
weren't wearing any lipstick. And I'm like, I know, I was running around <laughs> like a crazy person. Um, I, was told, uh, I was told by my mom to make sure we get our uh, coffee mug sponsored oh. because she watches the video See, stream. I and I was brought, like, thank yeah. you so much. I my KMOV coffee mug. <laughs> Next time. This you is can my do really it. warm, it keeps my coffee really warm so I can have it all day. Um, but yeah, I mean, it comes with like a self-preservation aspect. And I think it's why it's really important to have friends in the media world, right. um, you know, to be able to go and kind of just talk about, you know, like, wow, we saw a dead body today. Like, right. that's not really a conversation you can have with, with most anybody. people. Right, you're right. Um, and so I do think that that's really important. And I realized that in my first job, I worked in Knoxville, um, yeah, I wanted to get to that yeah. too because out of college, like your your media offerings, every I'm sure you come out bright eyed, bushy tailed. You're like, ah, I'm going to take everything by storm. My favorite things are hearing um, salary offers to uh, new, oh, <laughs> to uh, new fourteen thousand oh, to move yeah, to Knoxville. Yeah. Oh, hey, no, wait, good. wait, wait, wait. We'll provide you a host family, and there's only three men in their fifties that live there that yeah. are single, and you, as a female, can uh, rent half a room sure. and share a bunk bed with two of them. <laughs> yeah, it is crazy, and it's but it is part of the job, and it is something you are basically part of taught, the come up. Yeah, taught in um, college. You know, you are going to start small, and really, you want to because you are going to make those mistakes. Yeah. In, in those first couple of years right. and you really want to make them in a smaller Small market like <laughs> I would not have wanted point. to start it in St. Louis and like made a fool of myself and right. then been like okay you need to leave lady right. um, <laughs> so I applied to 60 TV stations when I graduated oh my god um, at the time it was I can't even count to 60 right? oh my we were goodness. sending out DVDs still and I my Thanksgiving break <laughs> that's pretty high tech that is. Yeah. I sent out 60 DVDs to stations um, and it took a while to start hearing back from people. And now, I mean, you just send like YouTube link, you know, sure. you don't, I don't think anyone sends DVDs <laughs> she's out anymore. She's out hustling in the Del Mar loop, handing people her, her I mix, probably still have a bunch in, of yeah. my like first reel on a DVD somewhere. Should, Could we like, get one of those? We'll put it up in the studio. Actually, I think it's on YouTube. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I applied all over the place. I mean, I really wanted to stay, you know, somewhat South. I'm not a big fan of the cold. So I really wasn't looking anywhere above you know, really nothing farther north than right. St. Louis. And one of the first job offers I remember I got, they didn't want to fly me out. They were just like, here's the job offer. It's $18,000 is the salary. And I was like, what? Like, how do you live on that? And, and you can't like go bartend usually the, probably, I mean, you, right? You, a lot, and then a unfortunately, lot of a lot of people have second jobs okay, um, yeah. when they start off in this business because, yeah, I mean, the pay is still not great. This is not like, you know, no one's making... Doug Vaughn money. You can say it out loud. You're not making Doug Vaughn money. Just put that out there. Just say it. I'm not. I'm definitely not. But you know, you don't get into this job for the money. Like, right. Absolutely. Well, not. you see that, like even with your example, like he does radio five days a week. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Right. That's, that's true. He has two full time jobs. Right. Yeah. So you you do. But my first job ended up being in Knoxville. It was one of those situations where I actually turned down a couple of other job offers, which is terrifying when you're right out of college and you get a job offer. And to then be like, I think I can get something better to know that like knowledge and have that ability to be like, let me hold out a little bit is really scary. I was lucky. Right. I graduated. I was able to move back home for two months while I job hunted. Okay. Um, so yeah. That sounds like I'm, a perfect setup. Like Knoxville, like right side is a you know, college. It was, it was awesome. And it yeah. was a job that wasn't really an out of college job. They had never, I think they had maybe hired one other person before me out of college because it really is a medium sized market. Right. But when I went to USC, we had a TV station on campus that was totally student run. We did a half hour newscast every day. So I had way more experience than someone typically out of college right. because we had that. And we even went live during our newscast, which most people, when they get out USC of college. USC too, no, like you no, can, no, right. <laughs> the random people that could stroll through your studio, oh, by the way. The yeah. Trojan family is a, is a real thing. And yeah. that alumni network is <laughs> amazing. I've noticed. Hang I, on, let me I, text Will I've Ferrell. seen it in work. Yeah, yeah I've, I've seen you know, it in action. Will. And it's, yeah, yeah. I, we were even talking, hey, Ryan Coogler, a USC guy. And like that him. line, he did a movie, a little small film called Black Panther about a year Not ago. Familiar. But no, just to see even that small, the film deal. network. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah, the film and TV is just, it's amazing. You just see it all over the place. It's crazy. And it did help me get that first job. My news director at the time had worked in LA and he knew my, um, our basically our advisor at USC. And mm. she was able to convince him like, yeah, take a chance on her. I know she's out of college, but 
you know, she'll That's be able awesome. to do the job. That's huge to have that support. It was. That's huge. And Knoxville was amazing. I made, you know, the best of friends because you moved to a city. I mean, I never. And you're the same age as most of the people there, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Right. It was a college town. So that's perfect. Um, you know, it was, it was so fun. Now, I loved it. Dead serious question here. And we do this. Travis has a few dialects he uses depending <laughs> on the person I he's do. speaking that's to. Very true. Good point. And uh, the uh, affiliation of which they have. I can drop into a southern accent if need be. Did you? Yeah. You hicked it up. You hicked it up. I did get some y'alls. Yeah, you did. Um, and you and I bet you tested it too. You're like, I'm gonna well, try this out. I actually really out. love the word y'all. Like it just like is it just nice. flows better than like you guys. I mean, like I don't really. I hate to use the you guys. Um, Do you know how many pearls are being clutched like, in Ladue right now? Y'all is just That's such just a sickening good for your parents word. to hear this. But here's the thing, you. You can't really develop too much of an accent because, again, on the news, you know, you're trying every day to speak as clearly and eloquently as right. possible. So the Midwest thing's still kind of the standard for journalism, totally. right? Totally. I do love like there's Midwest, but then there's also like South St. Louis. Like you can't if you watch The Office. Now watch it back through, knowing where Phyllis is from Lime, basically. Yeah. Right. Every time she says far or yeah. whatever, <laughs> I love that there part. There are words that I you know, have, have really tried to get out of my vocabulary over the years. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I still say like, like, what do you, how, what do you call what you sleep on? Yeah, he's he's a, a problem in his own. He would call a pillowcase a pillow sheet. He would. I, I call it pillow. He's got. I do call it. He's got I do problems. Replace my, Alexis. My, my pillowcase. Yeah. Okay. How do you what say it? A pillow. Okay, I say pillow. Like I like. Oh, pillow. Uh, Where did the e come from? Yeah, I like how I was really condescending with my answer too. It's like a pillow. pillow. Where are you gonna go? I thought there was no option for you to say anything different. Yeah. I completely understand. No, when um, I, when, when you I wash just, your clothes? No, I don't wash my you don't clothes. You don't wash? Yeah, I'm a wash guy. I do guy. not wash my clothes. And I sometimes earn my clothes. <laughs> I have to earn them. I literally had to think of what you I were saying. I was like, I have to, to yeah, sometimes when they're wrinkled, I have to earn my clothes. Listen, Alexis, Excuse this me. isn't a cultural thing. He just, he's just got problems. He's, <laughs> he's got a... Well, and even last week, I was saying Illinois, and my photographer was like, you mean Illinois? I'm like, yeah, Illinois. And he's like, no, it's <laughs> Illinois. And I was just like, oh, God, what? What am I saying? So, yeah. That is, <laughs> that is outstanding. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, so you, you work your way through Knoxville. Eventually, you end up back here. Yeah. I do have a question. So okay. in, so you're doing the podcast. Again, mm-hmm. Meet St. Louis. You can get it. Uh, Stitcher link is on our, our uh, yeah. page. You can get it anywhere, basically. Yeah, yeah, anywhere the podcast or listen to. Absolutely. Um, and it's a great idea, too. You get to see, basically, the fun culture side of things. And, and your personality suits it perfect. So. Nice. If you were to do a more serious version of a podcast with a St. Louis controversial figure from the last year, we'll say video involved, it, you don't have to go full Gail King, you don't have to have somebody super, would it be, who would you want to sit down with that you want more answers for and they have to drink truth serum before they go on with you? And it's a it's an engaged, long conversation and I'm putting you on the spot mm-hmm. a little bit here. Do you need you want a second to think about a few? I can do a live read. No, no, no. Okay. I mean, I do think. I mean, we were talking about the governor's. Room. I mean, I think everyone is it still him? wants. Yeah, some answers. I want to like I wanna... really talk to him yeah. about it. And yeah. also, I'm just really curious what he's doing now. Uh, yeah, I, I was sent. Is a it not the most Navy Columbia Seal Missouri. thing in the world for him to literally almost have disappeared? Yeah. Right. That is oh, such a Seal thing. Yeah. But no, to that point, I. I how do you? How do you? I would like to be Gail King, though. Like, I mean, that, that interview. You Could you have handled that? Did you my, think? Would you, how would you okay. have handled? Because we I, talked about I, that. My, my full name's Christopher. I'm getting out of hand. You're Gail King. How, I'm standing up. What do you do? Christopher. That's good. <laughs> well, first off, I'm sorry. I feel silly, but I did not know his name was Robert, mm-hmm. and that was just like Robert. I mean, it was just like so iconic. Like, yes. Yes. Sit down. All, we uh, heard all of our moms. Yes, in that. absolutely. Like, your did. mom and your grandma. Like, yes. And your aunts. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that was. You know, we all have been talking about that interview because most of the time we're not on camera while we're doing the interview. So right. sometimes there are things that people say, and I'm like, what? Right. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to go too behind the scenes. There was something that we had talked about that Alexis had covered as well. You can do the math on what it is. But we had a private conversation, and the honesty in that conversation, I wish we could just 
put that out into oh, everything. Because always. when you when you're dealing with real reporters, you got to be like off the record, okay? Yeah. Okay, 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 off the record. Sometimes my fiance <laughs> uses off the record. Nice. <laughs> 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 I I wish I didn't respect your. your <laughs> there are like 50 ways I could I could act. This would be so good to he talk works about. Works for the construction company. That's and hilarious. So talking to me, he's like, well, off the record. Off the record. <laughs> <laughs> and you go. And you, she's always got a pen and a pad. Like you should. Sure. I can just see you throwing out your notebook like, shoot! <laughs> that was my big scoop. That was going to yeah. be it. Um, oh. Yeah, it's... Uh, She's going to bilk her fiance That's hilarious. He says off the record with you. Smart that's great. Well, and actually, you know, it reminds me, when I first started, you know, I mentioned my dad's a lawyer, and so when I, my, like, first week on the job, we were at a baseball game, and he was talking, he's a criminal defense attorney, and mm-hmm. he was on the phone with a client, and it was a kind of a big story that, like, our station was covering, and I was like, we were going to the Cardinals game, I was standing behind him in line, and I was like, do you want me to step back and like not listen to you? And he's like, well, you're not going to like use any of this. I'm like, no, but, but am I? you know, but like I could, like, it could help me figure out uh, maybe who, like right. who I should do have talked to. <laughs> right. um, so it was like this conversation that we had to have of like, okay, yeah, obviously we can't, you know, use each other in that, you know, interview aspect. Like I can't ever interview my dad. Right. Um, but my coworkers could, like sure. if he has a big client or a big story or something like that. And he's had interviews, you know, with other stations, he'll call me up and be like, well, Channel 5 wants to interview on me. I'm like, that's okay. Like, you can, okay. you know, like I said, we're, we're all friends here. Yeah. Has that drastically affected all your relationships? Like, being I'm a reporter, not, like, no. this dude, your friends are like, girl, I got to tell you this story, but I don't trust your way. Like, well, how does that? How <laughs> everybody does that, gets quiet. Yeah, everybody gets quiet. I'm like, let me tell you what happened. Hey Alexis, that's right, We were girl. talking we to Michael it. Yo about that. Michael Yo, he's in, he's a stand-up now, but mm-hmm. he was saying when he would be backstage at award shows, he said Rihanna clammed up and was just like, because mm-hmm. he was. <laughs> it's actually yeah. more so people want you to cover stuff that like you can't ah, really cover, like uh, the bake sale, <laughs> like that their kid Aww. is doing. That is so St. Louis. <laughs> and they and people. Hey, man, I got a kickball tournament this Saturday. I'm just saying, I should send somebody out. People pitch it so yeah. hard. To <laughs> like, and here's what you could do, and here's why it would be funny. And it's like that doesn't sound very funny. I don't and, know. And you know, for me, because I work the 10 o'clock show, like we cover very hard news at 10 o'clock. Like I don't cover features, right. so I can say like. You know, it's not going to be something I cover, but like, let me send you to Steve Harris, who's our morning show reporter, who covers all the fun, kooky things. Right. Um, so there's always somewhere. Okay, I can that's send a good them. out. That's and now nice. actually, it is nice with the podcast. I get to do some more of that stuff. Right. Different to, muscle. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. It's not all like doom and gloom. Um, like it is most nights at ten. Right. Um, it's definitely a lot more fun, and I get to really showcase the positive side of our city on the show. A uh, quick reminder, Gateway Powder Coating, sponsoring the show. Check them out at gatewaypowdercoat.com. Um, let's talk about the podcast. Yeah. Meet St. Louis. Yes. 100,000 downloads. Yeah, it's really fun. Coming so, in here peacocking. I know. It's like a good week. So JJ, um, who's the producer, he like came to me last summer and was like, do you want to do a podcast on food and drink in St. Louis? Because he knows that's just kind of my jam. JJ right. Bailey yeah. has been associated with. Uh, he's. He, what? Why do? What? Why do we know him? He does Cardinals reporting. He does yeah, he's done at the ballpark all the time. He's buddies with you, Hockman, Fredrickson, all those guys. Yeah, he's yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Actually, it was really funny for a long time. He went to Mizzou, so he knew a lot of friends that I had in Knoxville. And they're like, "Oh my God, you work with JJ?" I'm like, "I don't know who this JJ person is. I've never <laughs> met them before. I have never seen them in the newsroom, and it's because he was always." traveling or like at the stadium and you know I I really was like I don't know who this JJ person is which is funny now that we do the podcast together but so he came up to me he's like do you want to do a podcast I'm like sure I have no idea how to do a podcast I you know I've listened to Serial like that's about my experience with a podcast and he's like great um I'd like to launch it in three weeks I'm like okay well I'm going to Greece in a week (laughs) okay so let's get an interview this week and I'll edit it while you're in Greece and we'll launch it July 1st I'm like what Okay. Um, okay. So thankfully, you know, I've got a lot of contacts in the food world in the right. city just because I like to eat and I like to go out to eat. <laughs> um, so I, we got Gerard Kraft on for the first episode. That's a good one. Which was a great game. Right out we the gate. We wanted nice. to like try to really get a, you know, a power hitter on. Right. Um, and he was awesome and we chatted and it was a great episode and then it just kept going from there. And so is it all just what you're interested in? I'm sure people reach out. I mean, what that was uh, an exciting thing when like people started reaching out and be like, Hey, can I come on the podcast? It's a good and a bad thing, isn't it? Because I don't like telling people no, but I also don't like to sit for an hour and not care about the subject matter (laughs) or or anything about that. I mean, the nice thing is, you know, I have a notebook that I just keep 
all my ideas of people to I people that reached Carries out. I do. It's in my purse right now. <laughs> um, and you know, of, of episode ideas and you, know, we really felt like a responsibility to ensure that we had a, a diverse group on the podcast from food to drink, to things to do, but also right. parts of the city. You know, we wanted people in North city to South city to St. Charles to the Illinois side, right. um, Illinois side. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And so that was really important. You know, we wanted, you know, men and women, and we just wanted to ensure that it was a diverse group. Right. Um, which was interesting because at first, like, the episodes that had women on them weren't doing as well. And I was getting so frustrated. I'm like, what the heck? Do we have sexist listeners? Like, why aren't our women episodes <laughs> doing well? And um, it's definitely evened out over time. I think it really just depends on who the guest is. Right. We ha- it, it definitely does. And, it, like, you could have somebody, sometimes it just floors me. We'll have the biggest names in comedy on and it's like it's not that much different of a jump and then you'll have somebody on locally or something and it's like yeah. a big spike so it's it's all you're always fighting for people's you're fighting for people's time budget Absolutely. if you're up against wtf or you're up against serial right. like you said you're you might lose that battle but maybe they'll pick it that's the beauty about podcasts and you can things like yours yeah. listen two months from now Absolutely. so and ours stay really relevant i feel like yeah. you know right. very well produced well thank you well that's all on jj because i just do the talking and setting up the the interviews so um but yeah it's just really fun and it's an exciting opportunity to get to have those long form conversations mm-hmm. you know with the news normally i talk to someone for five ten minutes and then that's condensed down to a minute 30 story right. so that means that that interview really gets about 30 seconds so with the podcast, it's nice to be able to just talk to people for 30 minutes. The St. Louis food scene is kind of like the gem of the social scene mm. here in St. Louis. Awesome. And from the time you, of course, growing up in St. Louis, what have you noticed in some of the changes? Because coming back to St. Louis, one thing that has blown me away is the food scene Absolutely. and how compared to other cities, it's up there. It com- continues to grow. And I want to say there are, I want to say uh, a few Beard Award nominees oh. recently. Six, Six, if I'm not and, mistaken. And um, one of our cocktail bars, Planters House. So it continues to explode. Mm-hmm. So t- can you well, talk about the current too. scene right now? Yeah, yeah, that, that's tough too. Like we, you go to LA and it takes you an hour to go from USC to the comedy store or something in, in downtown. You can go one block. And, yeah, right. and then you're going to triple pay for everything. Mm-hmm. Like here, That's the part where if you were coming in with just a clean conscience on St. Louis and you mm-hmm. were shown the right, if you listened to the Meet St. Louis yeah. podcast and you picked places like that, that's really hard to beat as far as our options, cost, all that we're stuff. We're so lucky. I mean, there's so much growth with the food scene. Um, there's just people doing incredible things, and they are getting noticed nationally. Right. You know, food and wine keeps putting us on lists. I mean, whatever people think about Yelp, Yelp just put us as the number two food city in the country. Oh, wow. Um, so it's just an exciting time. And it's funny because when I left St. Louis, I was like, get me out of the city. Like, there's nothing to do. Right. Like, nothing, you know, actually, it was really like, I loved going to live music when I was in high school. And I just kept feeling like nobody comes here. And that's why I can't wait to go to LA. Right, and then I think right. I went to like maybe six concerts all of my four years. <laughs> I was going to say, like, what, what was your favorite concert you went to growing up? Oh, I always, so a couple, um, Saves the Day and The Killers at the pageant, both were like up there with- nice. At your funeral. You <laughs> yes. love that song, don't you? Rock's Tonics a, Juice Boy, I, Rock do, I do love that band you speak of. <laughs> can, you, can you emulate was, the Saves the Day singer? No, I don't think I can. <laughs> don't I put it on the- He's a he has a very, journalist, he has, man. A, he has a very unique high voice. I was a little bit like a like a punk emo kid in middle school and high yeah. school. Really? Yeah, really? Yeah, a little bit. I this had, is hilarious. Were you, and I am are absolutely you, hitting up your parents I now. For you're younger. Did you ever? Pink hair in middle pink school. Hair. Oh, that is outstanding. Mama Zodos, can yeah. we please uh, right. email C Denman? At we are at Ladu, no less. Just rolling oh, around in your emo fit at Ladu. It's so embarrassing. Really? Did you ever get to make it to either one of the creepy crawls? Were you? You're younger, so maybe you didn't. That so sounds familiar. It was down the street, and it was like it's like that. That's where like story of the year kicked their life off. I mean, we their went, life I went to Point Fest like oh, all, several years. I mean, I saw yeah. story of the year a couple times at Point Fest. Sure. Um, I yeah. want to see pink-haired Alexis Otis. That's oh, fantastic. I'm so glad Facebook was not around mm, in right. middle Thank school. Thank God every day. And mm-hmm. I mean, I got Facebook my senior year of high school, and even then, it was still pretty new and. Uh, you didn't really use it all that much. And, right. Oh, man, thank goodness. I mean, <laughs> hey, because you had just digital cameras, so your photos were terrible. You know, they're all blown yep. out because, you know, it's, it's this giant flash. So right. the pictures were bad. You know, there the was hair a, was bad. <laughs> there was a seismic shift. Facebook went from 
drunk college pictures that three people see and you barely even comment on to your Aunt Cheryl being like, why didn't you tell me you got a different dog? Like, there's weird <laughs> things happening on Facebook Absolutely. now that were not happening then. Well, and it's so funny because, you know, when I talk to, like, is, you know, high schoolers or middle schoolers, none of them are on Facebook. Like, Facebook is for old people now. Like, they don't use it. Instagram? What, where are they Instagram, at? Instagram, Snapchat. I think there's probably oh, some Snapchat, other ones scary, that yeah. I don't even know about. Um <laughs> And it's so interesting because while Facebook is just this massive thing, it's it's kind of losing itself with the younger right. generation, and that's really not that long of a time. No, span. it really is. No, like it's very fast. <laughs> I think it's because too many of your aunts are on it. Yeah, that's absolutely it. <laughs> too much no trouble with it. I, I did want to ask you this: we uh, we had Ben Fredrickson in uh, a few weeks ago of the St. Louis Post Dispatch, and I always give him a hard time. Mm-hmm. Uh, in his comment sections, like I will be the person that will go to his comment section and give him a hard time because that's the kind of friend I am. That's but I'm curious to as like to he, got his, he made a joke about he goes, hey, bed, Fred, what are you going to put up? What are you going to do? Another slideshow like making fun of him for not being a real journalist. Yeah. He got his hand slapped by the guy who runs the post dispatch. He's like, well, sir, here's why we do that. And he's like, hey, bro, uh, slideshows ben, get clicks. They do. Because each new slide is a click. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I got. I absolutely understand that. Roger Hensley chewed, <laughs> he his chewed ass. me. I was like, I was like, Roger, I'm, I know Ben. It's a joke. <laughs> I'm his friend. But oh. I'm curious because I, I love asking this question to my friends in the media is that what uh, some of the either listener emails mm. or comments that you have gotten? Do you recall one that stands out? You don't have to do you give take out, phone calls, but at the I station? would imagine you. I do take phone yes. calls. Um, my cat well, deserves his peace on tonight's news. <laughs> oh, like, man. like, how dare you support a candidate oh, or B candidate? And all you did was, I just covered the city yeah. hall meeting, ma'am. I chose no candidate. <laughs> my best days are when, like, both sides are angry at me, mm. or like someone's like, you're supporting you doing your that job. person, and yeah. the, or and then the next person calls like, you're supporting that person. I'm like, okay, then that I did my Good. job right. in that, you know. Um, oh yeah, the calls at the station are crazy. Um, the worst are, of course, like during weather when <laughs> you got to interrupt <laughs> whatever show that they're watching. Because you control when a tornado right. is coming yeah. through Young and the Restless. Worst the line best. ever was Big Bang Theory, the night that I guess whoever was finally having sex. I don't watch the show. Could, but can I tell you what? No, are, are you, <laughs> Alexis. He looked at his I jacket and goes, you, do you watch the Big Bang Theory? I, I'm checking on your coat right I now. I consider you a, so, a friend, an associate, know. and you accuse me of that. It's like one of the most watched shows. It is. I don't know a single person. I don't know who's who watching that. I don't either. <laughs> No, no. Here, here's how, let me tell you how you, you may have responded one way. Every single call you should have taken and be like, nerd, and hung up the phone. See, the, the, there needs to be recordings of these every single time. Oh, yeah. Like, even if you answer, it has to be recorded. <laughs> because the one I always go I'll to online. I'll do a online, podcast on that. There's, it, you can make a podcast out Absolutely. of the calls. Absolutely. And it's, uh, there's one from Texas from some years ago, and it's this lady all pissed off. And she's like, you are interrupting Criminal minds. <laughs> the season finale. I don't care about those people in Winnie Pooh and the tornado coming their way. And I'm like, oh dear God. It's. I mean, it really is a. It's something that we deal with every time we have to interrupt programming. Every single time. Unreal. And you know, and you have to explain to people, and you know, you got to do it in a nicer of way course. than you maybe want to. Sure. Um. But yeah, I, I mean, people's lives are on the line, and we don't know where. You know, you just never know. Our meteorologists are incredible, and they can pinpoint a lot. But there's certain things with weather that are just it can take a shift. And you know, at the end of the day, our job is to inform people, whether it's about politics or about weather. And it's that's what we're here for. And I'm sorry that you can't watch so and so. Sheldon, yeah. (laughs) I want to be like on call. I want to be part of one of the TV news' storm mode teams. Not to be on television. I want sleeves. to come in and take the phone calls. Oh, come on over. Yeah. We That's what I want to do. To the now, here, I mean, here's a, a, without getting too controversial, would we, would we say each race or demographic in the St. Louis area equally at, to blame for this? I oh, bet everybody calls. I mean, everybody from, you, I was like, don't just throw this on Oakville. No, I, oh, I, like, know, is, I know North City calls. Everybody calls. I mean, there oh, was yeah. a football game one weekend. I don't remember which oh, one. My. Oh, and boy. They, I, they just absolutely. Well, the, actually, one of the worst ones is when we'll have like a, okay, if we don't want to interrupt your program, but we need to get information, you know, we'll put a little crawl at the bottom of the screen, like weather warning or something. Like, about that. Oh God. And during golf. Cause like <clears> sometimes <throat> it'll cover up the, you're like, uncle Mark, I know this is you. <laughs> 
So it's yeah, not, I'm we, not we'll get those calls. Yeah. So even when we try to like just put a box, you know, put a box in the corner, or come on just during the commercial, we can't ever ever please everybody. Okay, people so, like to be angry. I could talk. <laughs> I think we could talk to her for three hours, yeah, which you're going to have to come back in. Like that's just a Happy fact to. now. But before we go, check out Meet St. Louis. Check the podcast. Subscribe, rate, all that mm-hmm. good stuff. It's got so much good information about local businesses, and it's so important that you support folks like Alexis because that helps the entire scene of everything. So with the podcast, have you had a favorite episode or a favorite food or favorite access that you were given because of that? we got to know uh, some kind of morsel. Some good, some good um, eats mm-hmm. around town. I mean, there's so many good it eats. It really is. Or did I, you go, have you done the city museum yet? I can't remember. I haven't. No, you but have, that's a good one. That'd be a, be a really one. good one. Yeah. Um, I bet they'd show her like a secret tunnel or oh, something. like. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's so hard. I have so many favorite episodes. Right. I mean, some of, you know, some of them are just fun because they're just really entertaining people. And it's kind of like this where you just don't even feel the 30, 40 minutes go by. Right. Others are just hours. really... No, so it's just a super enjoyable experience. It is. I mean, I just like love hearing people's backstories because you go to these restaurants, even like Gerard Kraft, for instance, like, you know, I've been eating at his restaurants for ages. I still kick myself that I never went to niche. You know, I just, ah, I regret it so much. Right. Um, yeah. And, but hearing his backstory is crazy. Yeah. I mean, people should go back and listen to that episode because he's got the, just the craziest life. He was you know, a snowboarder and, uh, you know, and he worked his way into a kitchen and kind of talked his way onto the line and then went back down and just randomly came to St. Louis. So there's so many great stories behind, mm. you know, your favorite restaurants that you don't really necessarily get a chance that's to know good, about. Yeah, that's a good point. Very yeah. exciting. And you're going to literally walk upstairs and interview yeah. Chris Hanson, friend of ours, mm-hmm. partner of ours here at the Cranzberg Arts Foundation. I'm looking forward to that one. He's got a, a lot to talk about, I'm too. I'm excited. So. It'll be a good episode. Be a and uh, it'll be on the podcast in a couple of weeks. So. Awesome. Uh, Alexis Zotos on Twitter, right? Alexis turn- Zotos on Twitter, yeah. Instagram, all the socials. I have the same handle all across the board. Okay, nice. You guys right. will have a lot of fun following her. Uh, Alexis, thank you so much for coming thank in. For thank coming you guys in. Thank so you much so much. Me. Appreciate it. Very cool. We're going to take a quick break again. Thanks to Tech Electronics for helping us outfit the studios. Quick break. We'll be back with Farrah Fowl. We are live, live, live. We are live, live, live. We are live, live, live. We are live. Welcome back to We Are Live. Huge thanks to Alexis Sotos from KMOV and the Meet St. Louis podcast for stopping by. Absolute treat. If you missed that, go back and uh, download on iTunes or wherever you get your stories. Travis, my stories in my ear. <laughs> your ear got, stories? <laughs> I got ear stories. We, uh, <laughs> we are rocking out uh, the journalist interviews. We're getting some nice feedback on those. So thank you guys uh, for being a part of that by uh, tuning in and listening to those real quick. Before we get to Fairfowl, i got to tell you about Tommy Bannister. Familiar with him, Trav? Oh, am I? I'm a Tommy Bannister. Sexy bitmoji of his. Dropped off some stickers that By Jack made yesterday at that very office. Nice. If you ever go into the Circa Properties offices, you'll feel right at home. Very cool. There's a dog hanging out in there. You can go see Tommy at Circa Properties. They are here to sell or help you purchase a home. Tommy Bannister works with us. That means you need to hit him up when it's time for any real estate needs. That's Tom Bannister at Circa Properties. He grew up right here in St. Louis. Lots of experience with uh, the networks you need to be a part of. Lots of experience working with homeowners and customer services is number one priority. Be sure to hit up Tom Bannister when it's time to buy or sell your home here in St. Louis, Missouri. Guys, we have a little bit of breaking news. We have discovered that the woman that was attacked by the Jaguar, her name is Leanne. That should completely close the book. She was indeed a white woman. Man, I was praying for Hispanic. Wait. Leanne? Leanne. Like mm-hmm. A. Leanne. Yeah. Lee, she's Asian. No, Leanne. she's not. Not e- nope, not even at all. Leanne. By the way, she says while it was her fault, the zoo needs to improve their security measures. You don't get more white woman than that. She's not taking responsibility for that. <laughs> Come on, man. What did I just say? <laughs> What did I just say? <laughs> Take more responsibility. <laughs> Who did I just say the woman was? Take more responsibility. Yeah. What if her name was Janisha? What, how would she respond? She wouldn't have gotten up. First of all, Janisha ain't she, going to no she, damn zoo. She'd have stuck that cat. She ain't going to no damn zoo in March. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. She'll, she'll wait till the dipping dots are out. Then maybe she'll show up. <laughs> 
But she ain't going to the zoo. We're getting called out for not including Alexis in Fair or Foul. Is that fair? <laughs> <laughs> Listen. There's a reason why we made sure she left the room. She should have no parts she whatsoever is, she is with this mess of she, a show. She has a job with a salary. Right. Things are expected she of her. She has a career, a future, right. a fiance, a family that love her. Yeah. We do not want to ruin that whatsoever. Not with your Us, on the other hand, yeah, we struggle over. with a lot. Mostly drinks. Oh, uh, really? Mm. Mm. Yeah, drinks. Uh, That's use, my thing. Used to. Yeah, used to. Gardner's done well. Six years strong, my friend. Almost. Almost That's six. There, yeah. Are we, are, we, are we having a graduation party? For six years. Doctorate in sobriety. Oof. Why? Just so I could. It's more of a doctorate in misery. <laughs> You're aware of everything. <laughs> Have you gotten in on the CBD uh, stuff at I've all? Considered it. They just opened a joint uh, in the West nice End. Joint. Nice. Do you? Uh, I recommend the uh, the seltzer. It's a good one. It's good for the back. Actually, it's a good business model for people to just to start putting those CBD businesses in for when they do go and allow uh, legal they legalize marijuana throughout, like recreational THC. use, because then you can just switch it all out. Yeah. So the key is for those that have the business model to open a CBD, CBD now. Mm -hmm. So then you you just hit the just hit transition. Yeah, once it goes over to you. That's right. what you need to do. You're correct. But I am going to check it out. Uh, it's on Euclid. Olive Store used to be there. I'm gonna go. Uh, I would. I'm curious to, to see the gardener that appears on the opposite end of uh, the CBD. I'm I'm looking forward to that. What is it? CBD and uh, cranum, cranum, cranum. Yeah, yeah cranum. I will say that for being the alternative to THC, can you hire some kids that aren't high all, all the time? The places I've been into that it gives is, it validity. That double the credibility. credibility. It is what the, the funniest You want to go into a seen. shop and the, hey, they're man. sober? Hey, dude. I, I, well, they're trying to take this intellectual approach from it, and then they spout off on it this. It is like, intellectual. This, don't this, don't this, man. You gotta disparage in the industry they, right now. I they, need you to hold they up. They give you this half like shamanistic freaking explanation Ooh, that's of good. what's like happening. Good like as they as they rub their crystal. So there's a prevailing. Said Who said crystals? There's a, there's a prevailing theme around the office that all my talking points come from either uh, Mark Marin, Adam Carolla, or Joe Rogan, and they're right. But <laughs> I put my own spin on them. Occasionally, I listen to uh, some NPR podcasts. <laughs> oh boy, it's not as original as Fair File. Almost caught you off guard there, didn't I? Did I catch you? At this oh! change has come to America. People often ask me, what's fair or foul? Is it a segment? Is it a movement? Is it hope? I can't say for certain. Time will be a true test of its power. But I can say, fair or foul is now and forever for the people. Gather around the radio with your loved ones and hold on to your butts. It's now time for fair. We give it back to you. The people. Broke ass wow. segment. <laughs> we give you a topic. You email in <laughs> things on it. We excuse our <laughs> reputable guest for this. She is in no way associated with this segment. at all. Save the calls and the drama for Trav's mama. There you go. Hey, mm. wait, what? That was nice. That was inappropriate. That was yeah. good. It was good delivery. Who oh, gave you that one? Corolla, Mary, <laughs> or Rogan? <laughs> ah, Chris just quits the show. <laughs> Corolla walks out of the studio. Uh, yeah, here's uh, here's what's going on. <laughs> Did you know we've been on Adam Corolla's podcast? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you guys knew that. Uh, Twice. Mark Marin has said my name. Did he really? In a pod? I booked Ian on the show, and yeah. then he, he gave us a plug for I the set up on show. played the clip for you on the radio <laughs> show. Oh, yeah, that's Fool. right. We've been on Joe Coy's podcast. Did you know that? That is true. We will never be on Joe Rogan's I was podcast. A, I was on the scenario with Matt Whitener <laughs> and Daryl. So... You I won't be on Rogan's podcast unless you do something very, very terrible. Incredibly <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. There's only way yeah. we get on Rogan. Was that the first time you said the N-word on TV? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how that interview will go. <laughs> Travis sitting there. Should have known. Mm -mm. Should have known. <sighs> Do you feel good about the topic today? I, I now feel uh, awful listen. <laughs> because we had a reputable journalist in here. <laughs> so now I feel, we should have thought that through. 
We should have probably thought that part through, but I'm excited. This is a good topic. This is important because these are the people who are truly oppressed in this country and they need a place to go Man, to eat. Listen, I literally grew up on a farm. Mm. I don't care how you vote. That's perfectly fine. This is some snowflake shit. Like this an app. Is it okay for me to wear my hat? I don't know. Why don't you man up and do it? You got truck nuts on your truck. Thank you. Got you got Yosemite Sam Thank you. telling people to back off. Thank you. How are you going to be the same people to say leave this country, but you can't even go into another restaurant? I'm saying, like, if you want to wear the hat, I'm not going to get mad at you. Right. Wear, wear, wear the hat. Now, I'm going to slap the shit out of you, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I just, you know. It's okay, people. He's only got two swings. In my it. grandpa. So if you can duck one. If you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> if I got my two. grandpa used to wear a Bob Evans hat. Into Bob Evans. That is nice. Because his name is Bob <laughs> Evans. He thought it might help us get a good table. <laughs> Did it ever work? No. We were still at the counter. They were always busy. Coincidentally, Travis would be asked to, well, not, he, to not sit at the counter. But he would go up to, you know, and put the reservation in like, oh, if we're waiting in line. Um. Bob <laughs> Evans, party of three. And he'd like look around and see if anyone looked at him. And everybody's like, whatever, pal. Yeah, you don't that was like it's like wearing your own jersey. <laughs> that was like me. Todd McDonald's, your McDonald's is up. Yeah. Okay, pal. That's nice why guy. at Mardi Gras, Travis kept getting weird looks whenever he kept standing by the banner with his face on it. He's like, <laughs> I did that a lot. I did that a lot. You were my grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we uh, we what asked you what you really thought at? about uh, <laughs> <laughs> MAGA friendly restaurant app again. All restaurants can be. All right, here we go. You guys ready for this? Let's do it. Ten bucks to Buzz's Hawaiian Grill. We got to get uh, Alexis to go check out Buzz's. Definitely, that'll be. Ooh, Let's hook her up. Interview. Yeah, definitely. He's a great guy. He's got a family great story guy. too. Yeah, he does. Uh, wish Buzz did this show with me. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> what would we be? Aloha and the Hick. Yes. Yeah. Hi, Dave. What's going on, man? Uh, welcome to We Are Live. How oh, are you? Aloha. I don't know how people oh, I speak. God, I don't know. Bad. I don't. I don't. I've never been to this. Is my, is my, uh, That's just horrible. How's my southern draw? Hanging in there? Uh-huh. It's pretty good. Still standing pretty tall in the solid. pocket? Uh-huh. All right, dude. Let's read this. Uh, MAGA. Here you go. Fair. That's the way it make that's way that way it makes it easy for me to get to the new Rascal Flats restaurant. TT's <laughs> <laughs> pink guy. That's outstanding. Do you think Alexis will cover that <laughs> the, the, on the, Meet St. Louis? I'm thinking. Life is a <laughs> I don't think it'll be as big as the IKEA opening, so yeah, I don't know. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Life may be a highway. We've got Chopper Seven over the IKEA. <laughs> there are meatballs. Fashionable yet economically viable furniture. We'll be here all day. Fair. I thought Cracker Barrel already had an app. Told you. Triangle of Sats. Told you. Gotta love the listeners. Uh, keep it a moving. Fair. I'm actually throwing my hat in the ring, which is it a MAGA hat you're throwing into the ring? Hat in the ring to their marketing director. I've already got the advertising campaign planned. Our spokesman, because having a woman speak is dumb, is going to be a hologram of Fred from Dirt Cheap, Bleep, Beer, and Ligger. Liquor. His tagline for the spots are the, uh, for the app will be home of the persecuted diner. Mm. <laughs> that was a great tagline. Could that was good. Rest in peace, Fred. Also, we're going to get a coyote mascot, put it in a bathing suit, and have it say things. Trump, Trump, fun, fun. <laughs> Just remember, the less she eats, the better she'll look. <laughs> JVL Jackal. And oh. believe it or not, coyotes. Coyotes, specifically. Oh. Actually, yes, Wile E. Coyote, to be exact. I was once in the car with Travis Marvis Morell, and we saw a coyote. I've never in my life, Glenn Close, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, not one actor could pull off the genuine fear and upset nature. Oh God, we're gonna die! <laughs> A 30-pound coyote on the side of the road. Mind you, Chris is driving, you know, oh, by on the, the way, highway. I saw it, I saw it two miles before you saw it. And I, I saw I, that thing and I and I, I had pre-made my I was watching his his walk line. I was like, I'm gonna avoid this, it'll be fine. And then Travis loses it when we're a foot away from it. Oh Negro, was that a coyote? <laughs> yes. I didn't know they slinked around like I mean, that. That's just that's West County, cuz. What the hell is this? Foul. Isn't this app redundant? You just look for the place that has trucks with nuts on them. <laughs> there it is. Peanuts on the floor. <laughs> or anything that Rascal Flats puts their name on. <laughs> Poor Rascal Flats can be pulled into this. Yeah. yeah what did they ever do? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, 
Can we decide? I voted for Gary Johnson. They're all like, yeah. we, we had nothing to do with any of this election. Uh, that'll do it for submissions for today. Go- Life is a highway. Mm-hmm. I want to ride it all Gardner, who are you voting for? Uh, I like the first one. Who was the first one? First one. TT's Pink Eye. TT's Pink Eye. I'll go with TT's Pink Eye. I as well will go with TT's Pink Eye. TT's Pink Eye, you have won $10. To Buzz's Hawaiian Grill, check out the Facebook page for their daily location. It's getting warm, people. It's getting there. We're getting a little bit closer each and every day. We're getting almost close to 45 degrees. Massive thank you to all of you for tuning in live. Uh, If you're new to watching, tell some people about us. We love whenever people share this. We have great guests on all the time. Massive thank you to the uh, very talented Alexis Zotos from KMOV and Meet St. Louis. Really appreciated her appearance today. Very insightful and uh, really enjoyed that a lot. So check it out. The rest of this week, we have a couple comics coming in. We've got more segments. We're going to do a new Travue that will air next week. So check out WeAreLiveRadio.com for all the blog posts and follow all our socials. Huge shout out to all our sponsors uh, and support them as well. Trav? Great show today. Gardner, great show. We're back tomorrow live at 8 a.m. on the Facebook live stream. Share the podcast with a friend, people. Peace.